Hey, welcome to the Remo Tlale Life and Faith Podcast, a long-form podcast designed to help you thrive in your life as well as in your faith. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Another episode of the pod. We are in the great and honorable presence of Lita, the light of the world, Miataza. And uh, you stuck with me, Remo Tlale, as well. Uh, Thanks for joining us, wherever you're listening from, uh, Light. What's up, dude? Yo, yo, dude, I remember, I just thought of it when you were introducing the part, but we were, I was watching a documentary, like one of them Christian documentaries. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> one of the ladies on her part, I think it was called like Heaven's Fire or something. Okay. And she, <laughs> she was like, we hope today that you experience the fire of the Almighty. And I was like, you know, maybe we can just adopt that. Party. <laughs> no, yes, no. Nah, nah that's, a, that's a no from me. But listen, you know, if you want to start another podcast, you can call it all you want, bro. <laughs> Fire from... Ah, people are crazy, bro. Uh, anyway, the things, the things I've heard on podcasts sometimes, I'm like, yo, and you put that out into the world. And I'm sure there's people who listen to this podcast think the same thing. But um, yeah, no, very interesting. Very interesting. Random question. Lisa, what other podcasts do you listen to? Um, like well, top three, always on rotation. Uh, the Michael Burns one, I think he changed his name right now. He yeah, changed his name. The Icon, Icon podcast. Uh, yeah, he changed his name to Icon. Uh, I listen to Reclaiming My Theology by Brandy Miller. And oh yeah, her name is Brandy Miller. And then she has guests every week. And then Bible Project. Ooh. It's a spiritual man. It's a spiritual um, yeah, I don't really, I can't do, I've tried like live podcasts and stuff, but I'm just like, yo, they never get my. They never get you. <laughs> yeah, so I've tried cinema. It hasn't really worked. There are a couple of football ones that have kind of, but the rotation is strong. I listen every once in a while when the episode looks interesting. Yeah, that's fair. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Pod. What do you listen to? I listen to the Remote Learning Life and Faith podcast. What do you mean? No, <laughs> I don't. I actually, yeah, it's actually one of the things. I listen sometimes just to like hear how I went in the interview, but not, yeah. not often enough. Uh, on rotation, every week I listen to the Dr. John Deloney podcast. He's like mm-hmm. a therapist and people call in and they ask him questions. He answers them. I listen to that. I listen to the Kerry Newhoff leadership podcast. Yeah. That's a, that's a go-to every week. And then, what else is go to? Oh, I listened to the Bridgetown Church. Their podcast. Oh. They're like, yeah. Um, what's his name? John Marcoma used to be their lead pastor, and now it's mm-hmm. uh, Tyler Statton. And so I listened to their teaching. Uh, appreciate, yeah. Those guys carve out sermons, man. I think from a, from a just a personal faith perspective but also from like a speak speaking speaker's perspective a lot to take in so i really appreciate them those are probably like definitely then i do listen to like the fpl podcast the f1 podcast but those are like if i don't get to it that week it is what it is but if you ask Bali, i probably listen to too many podcasts so we won't go into all of that uh anyway that's not we didn't come to talk on this podcast about other podcasts, though we could probably do a whole episode on that. Um, one, day. <laughs> one day indeed, one day. Put it in the back burner. Um, 
we can't talk about friendships. Lita's about mm-hmm. to just go off for the next 30 minutes and teach us all. <laughs> oh, no, please. Deep friendships that help you thrive in life and faith. Here you go, Lita. Uh, if, you, if you want uh, the, the PowerPoint <laughs> in, in the show notes, you can download the PowerPoint. Uh, I'm joking. This is a joke, guys. This is a joke. But we are talking about friendships. Let's, let's, let's dive in. Yeah, this is about to go off first 30 minutes struggling for an opening thought. Um, <laughs> Maybe do this. Let's do this. You know, don't list names, but think about your top three friendships. What makes them work? Yeah, that is a great start. Um, I think at the top, it's safe space. Um, so like... I think just the freedom to be there with the person. I think that's like, I don't think there's enough of that in the world in general anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think right at the top of the list. So I know like, regardless of what life is looking like, what the day has been like, I know that at least at the very least, I can just be there with these people. Mm. Um, and like, without like having a second thought and wondering, does this person want me here like right now? Maybe they sure. don't. But, you know, you're <laughs> um, <laughs> still there nonetheless. It's all good. Yeah. And the fact that I feel comfortable enough to do that. Um, and then I guess the second thing is that we can be honest. I, I think I'm just a person. I think that's just a, more of a personal thing. But, you know, I like yeah. the truth. So hopefully other people like the truth as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think just with whatever's going on in life, um, how things, how particular stuff like make me feel, how I process stuff. Um, um, and yeah, so I can just bounce stuff off of them, get honest mm. opinions, feedback, uh, um, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, the third is that they're just generally really cool people. So, you know. That's pretty important. <laughs> great friends um, who are like interesting in their own right um, yeah and like people I also want to be with so you know Dope. top three I think safe space honesty with one another cool people yeah I dig that and so how do you how does one create a safe space yeah yo, that because I don't really have like okay do this do that yeah do this um but i think probably right at the top is like listen to people um mm. uh, yeah i think it's a good i think when people feel listened to already i think there's a part that leans towards okay at least it's safe enough for me to like say stuff um, yeah. i think that really goes a long way um and then i think be kind. I remember you asked me like on the very first episode of when I joined the pod, like what I would put on a billboard. Yeah. Um, and so I think like, <laughs> I think, yeah, being kind. I think, yo, again, I say it a lot, but I think the world is like moving away from kindness for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think people who are kind to you are really like people who are compassionate, people who listen, people who like are genuinely patient with you who understand that okay maybe things aren't going your way right now but they're like 
willing to be there for you anyway. I mean, mm. I think like kindness just goes a long way. And I think if you like are secure in the fact that a person is going to be kind to you, I think it's pretty easy to like see that they're a safe space. Yeah. So yeah, I think be kind, listen to people. I think that's maybe as safe as it gets. Sure. Yeah, that's dope. I think that that is true. You did say that on the big, on the billboard. Yeah. It seemingly is a problem, Rita. Do you want to talk? <laughs> I was, I, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but that, that is real though, because I do think you're right. I do think there is a tendency worldwide for people. People are on edge, man. I feel like, yo. Yeah. Everyone's going through it at the moment. Um, I don't know if you saw that. There's like a, a, a tweet that someone tweeted, like either you are going through it you're coming out of it or you're about to head into it. Like there's constantly just this feeling of like, we're all, yeah. we're all in the muck and the mire of life right now. Um, so I, I appreciate, I appreciate the idea of being kind. And then, yeah, listening, man. Sure. Life is, life is always going to be moving. And so the stopping to listen is such, I think that's one of the biggest acts of kindness you can give someone in your day. Yeah. Not, not hearing them, but genuinely listening. Like, oh, okay, I'm here. I'm present in the moment with you. I don't know if we can get much kinder than that in the modern day because we're just always on the move. Yeah, and what like works for you and your friendships? That's a good question. So I might be cheesy. I'm going to say time. Huh? Uh, it takes me a while to, to, for somebody to kind of really begin to be in, in my in my inner circle, so I definitely say time. Um, yeah, I think for me, interdependence. Uh-huh. I ve- yeah, I value a place, I value people in situations where I can add value, but I also really value and appreciate when people add value to me. So I'd say interdependence. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then just like, an overall belief in me. Like I'm, I'm good, but I can be great. And you genuinely believe that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna need to expand. Like I get the initial idea, but that overall belief, that's something that's interesting to me. Yeah, like, so, okay. So I'll, I'll put a couple of different scenarios out there. So, so I don't text uh-huh. you back, right? If you genuinely believe I'm good and I could be great, uh-huh then you don't take it personally like, oh, really, yeah. this doesn't want to hit me back up. You're like, dude, you're probably busy. I know, your life is hectic. Like, you're great. You're good. Yeah. But yeah. to be great, like, hit me back up. Or say, like, just the, I guess it's, it's, it's partly the assumption, like, the assumption is not I'm trying to do something vindictive, mean, or evil. Like, I'm not intentionally causing harm, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And so I think, yeah, when someone, when someone believes you're good, they're like, oh, no, 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 Rimo. Like, yo, I waved at him and he didn't wave back. Don't assume, yo, he must be mad at me. Rather assume, huh, does Rimo need glasses? Maybe he can't see for, you know, like, think, think good things. Don't just yeah. think negative things. Yeah. I, think, I think that to me is really good friendships. And so when, when people do that, I'm using negative examples, but when people do that in positive examples, it's like people who, that to me is like, I'm trying, I'm, I'm striving to be a great father in life. And so having someone who's got my back, like, dude, you're killing it. And yet, like, you can still grow. So, like, they're, yeah. not, they're not shy to say where they see opportunities for me to grow. But they also, like, dude, you're rocking. Like, this is, this is epic. And that's, I'm using 
parenting as an example, but throughout my life, like to have the type of friends who really believe in me, who really believe the best of me first and then believe I can improve. Cause I don't, I don't know, I guess I value progress and growth and like forward momentum. Yeah. And so friends who help me along that path are uh, super helpful to me. I don't know if that, does that clarify? That yeah, it does. I think, I mean, to me, it's like, it's very like Jesus-like where you get the space to um, be good and then to like continue being good. I think I actually think that's a really, because you opened it up for me because I think I would actually also like that, like the assumption that you are good mm. um, and that so it's not like you're not like trying to be evil or trying to be like harmful or trying to do all that stuff. I think that's also like a level of trust and like faith in people. Mm. Um which, again, I think, as I'm like trying to like, you know, because we're trying to be like Jesus, obviously. And yeah. so I think that there's a lot of places where Jesus has, he gave his disciples that space as well. Yeah. Um, you know, there were, there were so many moments where his disciples were like, would do something stupid and Jesus could have been like, yo, like he could have really like ripped them to shreds. Yeah. But instead he's kind and he's patient because the people, the reality is that these are people who are following him already and so it's not like they try to not follow him exactly. they're just like learning and growing on the road which is i think that sort of space and friendships again would i think makes it like more real and more loving rather than like the transactional stuff that we've got going on now yeah the moment you stop giving me something then I've got to like stop giving you something as well or the whole I don't owe you anything mentality, which I see a lot of on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I see it more with like parents where it's like, no, where with like children and parents where it's like, well, no, parents are obligated to like raise you and give you stuff. Like you don't have to be grateful to your parents. They brought you into this world. Yeah. So that, means, <laughs> that means that they've got to give you food and shelter and stuff like that. Yeah. And which is, it's, I guess, okay, it's like, if you're going on like a cold, hard logic perspective, like if you're going to bring a kid into the world, take care of the kid. But sure. I also think that it's like, it's not like, I think there's so many people whose parents don't. So the fact that like yours do, I think is something worth being grateful for. But I think that whole, I don't know you thing also goes into like friendships. Like yeah. it's like, bro, you chose to be my friend. This is what you're going to get. It's not like I have to grow and change on your behalf like we can yeah. just just end the thing yeah and and it's that's like i think that's why the like mutually beneficial thing matters to me as well and mutually yeah. beneficial sounds like it's a transaction but just the whole idea of like i'm all in and you're all in if that makes sense yeah because yeah. like, the, the the like you're mentioning which i think is so i see it like yeah anyway i won't mention examples it's <laughs> But like I see it, how people people so naturally move to, all right, if then if you're not gonna do that, then let, let's bounce. Like this is not it. I'm like, yeah. what, what type of friendship is that? As opposed to, you know what, dog? Like you're not doing it, but let me. I'm gonna get stuck in. Like you can be. I don't know. That, yeah, I know how to to phrase it, but I, I hear you on the people just like cutting off friendships or just dipping out of situations because it's not it's not the way that they perceive it. It should be. And so on logic, they have a reason to dip. And like, yeah. like you so rightfully said, Jesus doesn't. Like he always, yeah. always seemed to stick around. Even though, and I mean, 
I was preaching about this this past Sunday, even though he like said to Peter, get behind me, Satan, he's still there at the Last Supper. Like even though Judas is going to dis- betray him, he's still there. Like there's a, there's, a, there's a bit of Jesus who knew the evil that was in these guys' hearts and he still chose to treat them with pure love. Like I don't, I, like, I don't yeah. know. That to me is like the next level of friendship where like my boy knows I'm, which is, true right anybody who's a good friend to somebody knows this person's probably at some point going to hurt me or say something messed up but it's the choice to stay fully yeah. that that i think makes all the difference yeah i think because again i think there's like this need to be like okay independence or to not really give so much of yourself to other people mm. um like because of like the position that it puts you in, like the position of like disadvantage. Um, I think we've really just we've been so conditioned by the world to like, okay, you have to have the upper hand and stuff, yeah. or you have to be in control of every situation all the time, and then you need to be prepared for the worst case scenario. So mm-hmm. like, um, and by preparing for the like worst case scenario, you don't really like give your best to stuff, and so you can like, okay, you wait for the other shoe to drop. Yes. Like just constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop. Okay, I'm waiting for this person to let me down, even though we've been friends for like eight years now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for the one thing this person is going to do that's going to wreck the whole thing yeah. so that I don't feel as bad. I think we think that by preparing for things to hurt, they're not going to hurt as much. And then we're surprised when they still hurt. It's like yeah. it always gets to me because I used to do that as well. I'd be surprised when things I know are going to hurt hurt anyways. Like, bro, yeah. like that's just, it is what it is. But I think, like you said, with I think that's the beauty of friendship, in my opinion, is that you can like grow and figure these things out together anyway. Mm. Um, in a space where I guess it's more free. Yeah. Like, okay, you can watch each other grow, you can be there for each other. Um, I think, in a way, that other relationships really don't give you. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that's why, Doug, when you said it needs to be a safe space. Yeah. Because I do think, and obviously we're younger. I mean, I'm sure there's people who are younger than us listening to this and then even those who are older. But in your 20s, like, all I've seen is my friends, we're all just trying to figure it out. Like, none of us. Yeah. Like, we have no clue what we're doing. What we do have, though, is like, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but we're gung-ho in a direction. Yeah. Like, Everyone I know, like, dude, this is what I'm studying. I'm going to become a this. And then, like, three years in, they're like, well, I'm actually going to become <laughs> this. But we don't do it, like, subtly. Like, our generation, at least my opinion, we don't know yeah. how to be like, you know, perhaps this is the direction I will go. But if otherwise seem fortunate, I will perhaps alter course. You know, like, we, we're not, like, subtle about <laughs> it. We're like, dude, this is the truth, and I'm running down that way. And I think your 30s is that. Like, you just hit your head a lot running around. And so you do need safe spaces, safe friendships to come back and say, yo, I thought I was going to be an engineer. And I yeah. want to be an artist. And not, not have your friend be like, what, you bum? How are you going to be an artist? You're going to live on your mother's couch. But rather be like, dude, tell me more. Let's, let's, let me listen in. Like, let, this is a safe space. Let's do this. Um, so yeah, so I think, that, I think that safe space idea that you mentioned, I was like, yo, I dig that. That is dope. Because I do think we desperately need it. And I think you grow best in a safe space. Yeah. If a relationship is safe and someone says, you know, yo, light, you need to fix up on this and they're a safe space, you're more likely to fix up than if they're not. 
I think just places to go back to, you know, I think, again, you can always be, we live a life where it's easy for people to just be left like floundering, slip through the cracks, um, all of that. And then once you make that mistake, you're on your own. But mm. I think like having people, having places to go back to, man, it's, just, it's, it's huge moving forward as well. Yeah. And so that all the mistakes, okay, it is what it is. At least someone will tell me. And even if you don't like the person telling you to like fix up, the next day you you appreciate it because yeah. like a it's like a safe space. Yeah, um, that's real. But yeah, and so that's I guess for me, which is why it was on the top. It was the first thing I thought of about like safe space. I just thought of all the safe spaces I have in my life, and like most of them are my friends. Yeah. No, that's real. That's real. Excuse me. Okay, well, but we are like a life and faith podcast. So how has your, um, how has your like friendship helped you with Jesus? Have they helped you with Jesus or have they just helped you figure out what life is and that is the, you are on no. your own? Nah, dude, I think, I think the friends I, probably the friends I hold most dearly are the friends who have helped me with Jesus. Mm-hmm. First, they've obviously helped me with other stuff. Yeah. But I think the friends who've helped me with my relationship with God and my, you know, fellowship of Jesus have been the most integral ones. And I'll, and I'll say this only because it is the most important thing to me. Yeah. Right. So, so because it's the most important thing to me, when you help me with the most important thing to me in my life, that just moves you up the ranks. I have friends who don't help me necessarily in my relationship with Jesus, who they themselves aren't followers of Jesus. And we're still very close friends. It just means the most important thing of my life kind of moves left. Yeah, and, and I'll say I'll say this, if, in case any of them hear this, credit to them because oftentimes they'll ask. So I have friends who, the one friend does not believe in Jesus and the Bible, the whole thing. The other friend is is of a different religion. But yeah. there's two guys I'm thinking of, and they will literally ask, "Dude, how's how's ministry? How's the students going? Like you know, like they care because it's me. Yeah, you know, how's how's it going with you know studying the Bible and stuff like that. And so I I really value that. Um, Oh, but how have they helped me? That's actually the question. I, I went off on a tangent there. Dude, I think it is that it's, it's, it's a mixture of what we're saying. And I think it's that uh, piece in John, John 1 where it says, you know, he, the, he came from the Father full of grace and truth, a description of Jesus. I, I think yeah. that those have been my best friendships is where guys have been gracious. When I've messed up, they've been there to help me dust myself off, pick me up off of the ground. But they've also been truthful. They've also held uh, the standard that they, you know, that we, when they believe this, the Bible to be calling me to. Um, and they've held it out without failure, meaning without wavering on it, because otherwise it, it yeah. loses its strength, right? The, the truth loses its yeah. strength. Like, oh, maybe we can shift on that. Um, but I do think, yeah, very gracious in how they approach it. Hey, you know, Reams, this is what I'm seeing. What do you think? Conversational, uh, not confrontational. Um, and then I've always valued people who cared more about God's approval. Excuse me, God's approval than mine. Yeah. And so I've had friends who who've said some hard things, um, but have for them have and and some things even maybe I disagreed with, but but for them felt like this was a a God honoring issue, and they needed to bring it up, and I value that because. Because if you care more about what I think, then then man, you just you're not going to help me be a follower of Christ. You're going to be help me. Then I help me be a follower of me. My English is yeah. rough. 
anyway, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Um, yeah. So, what about you? What helps? What is? What have the friendships or how have the friendships helped you? Um, I think recently, more. Well, I think the people have helped, like, by view of God and Jesus, like expand. Mm-hmm. So, I think, um, which has only ever helped my faith because I think, I think, like, you know, the more like clearer, or I guess bigger that you can see God. I think the more ways it can like help your faith. And so I'd like the more of God I see, obviously the more faith I get. I think that's helped, especially like from like 2020 and onwards, just seeing how God has helped people deal with the tough times in their life. Uh, God has helped them deal with like the very real stuff that they go through. I think um, people being open about that stuff to me and willing to be open about that stuff to me really like that has helped me a lot. Because yeah. I think that's the thing. I've always needed like my like emotional connection with God or like my more intimate view of him to be the thing that like grows because I've always, I've never really had a problem understanding God on like an intellectual level. Sure. Um, and so I think people that help me connect with God in that way mm. um, by showing me how they connect with God in that way has really gotten a huge help, has been like a huge help for me as well. Yeah. Um, I think yeah and recently that's what I think about with my friendships because that helps me see God as well I think seeing that God is there for other people helps me see that he's there for me as well yeah that's a good idea. Um, so that I don't just live in this like bubble where it's just me and God trying to figure stuff out <laughs> like 24-7 yeah um, I think the fact that he's there for others has really been like a big thing for me now um so on the flip side, obviously, when my friends really go through it and they feel like they can't see God, I'm like, okay, it does tend to like shake me a little more now than it used to. Sure. But I think the fact that, yeah, like God is there for the people that I care about. Um, and I can get to see how I think that part of friendship has really helped me. Yeah. Yeah, because it's funny you mentioned the flip side because I was about to ask you like, Cause, Cause, I'm with you on the like, our friends help us expand our view of God and yeah. who He is. I'm with you even on the whole like, as we journey with them, like we pick up, we pick up yeah. beliefs, traits, understanding that that our nature maybe no doesn't pick up easily. Yeah, like, everybody's got a way that they connect with God. You you mentioned for you logically it makes sense, but emotionally, friends have helped yeah. in that in that endeavor. Um, but have friends ever had the reverse effect? where instead of feeling like they're helping you thrive in life and in faith, it seems like they're almost pulling you down in life and faith. Yeah, they have, especially when people are angry at God. So I know like when they're angry at God, I'm, I'm these days more, like I said, it's been more, more recent development. I'm like, yo, wait. Especially when someone like makes a good point, like a yeah. non, because <laughs> um, I also have some non-Christian friends. And then when guys like that are like, no, but what about this? And I'm like, yo, what about that actually? I don't know if they have an answer. I sit there and I'm like, hey, oh God, like what's going on? Um, and I don't, I think, so I think it can help you actually, but I don't like, obviously it has to be a balance. I think every now and again, you know, me like having questions for God, um, I think can always lead to good places. But I do think that's where like, okay, you need your own solid faith, which yeah. goes without saying, but yeah, there are times where someone is angry at God 
And then all of a sudden I'm like, we're God. And I'm just, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like, what about this? Do you even care? Um, And then when it doesn't come from me, I'm like, okay, where did that actually come from? But then I think, again, it helps me understand them more as well. I think like, like so many ways that God allows you to connect with him, which for me is wild. The fact that you can see the fact that you can get angry at God because someone else is angry at God and then still end up finding him anyway because you never really had that question yourself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's about it. So I don't try and avoid that. Like, okay. okay. Um, but now I do, every now and again, it does get to me where I'm like, yo, okay, that's not even me. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> can just imagine God <laughs> on some, so who... Who are you mad at and for what again? Just remind me. <laughs> like, yeah, you're saying stuff, but I don't know if this is a, this is actually you. Um, but yeah, that's that's a very real one because I, I do think, obviously, you know, the passages like, and I know I've certainly as a minister use them, um, maybe somewhat, if I'm honest, in a selfish manner. Um, but passages like, yeah. you know, do not be do not be fooled. Bad company corrupts good character. Yeah. Like those those sorts of passages come up with like it matters who it is that you keep in your circle. <clears throat> and I'm by no means saying if you're not a Christian that you can't have, you know, I can't have you in my circle. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But what I am saying is I even have friends who are or profess a faith in Christ and, and a fellowship of him, who just feels like dog, you're always Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I don't know if you like your agenda is to just like live a angry, downtrodden questioning fist at rage that God 24 seven. I'm not saying don't go yeah. through those seasons, but I've known you a couple of years and it just feels like your agenda is like, you, it, that's what it feels like. It feels like you're forced to be a Christian and you're trying to figure out a way out. And you're, ask, you're constantly yeah. asking questions to, to figure out, have I found the loophole yet? And it's like, mm, bro, you know, you can dip. <laughs> like you don't, you don't, you're not stuck here. No one's <laughs> you at gunpoint. Um, so that's why I ask, because I'm thinking about those friendships. I'm thinking about people who maybe feel like, man, but I have friends who don't believe or have friends who are going through the most in their faith. How does that, how does that play a role? Um, but I like, I like what you said was beautiful is that you can sometimes experience what they're experiencing and it actually helps you to find God more. Yeah. Which I think because I get God wants us in community anyway. So mm-hmm. I think those stuff like that is supposed to happen. I don't think you're supposed to like solo um, a relationship with God. And so it makes sense that you learn things about him from other people yeah. and from other experiences that have nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, again, we live life like we're the main characters. Um, everybody, everybody does it. Yeah. Um, and like, because ultimately it is your life, your decisions. But I, I think it's like bigger than that with God. Um, and I think, which again, I guess friendships which is another thing that I appreciate the ones that like, you know, let you be humble or like keep you from being self-centered. Sure. Yeah. Um, like keep you from being selfish. I think like the fact that other people are there and then stuff you do can harm other people and can help other people. Um, like people who like remove the focus from yourself. Mm. I think that that is another thing that I just thought about now that I actually like appreciate a lot in friendships in general anyway. Yeah, that's real. 
like every now people who remind you that bro this thing is not about you like please just chill yeah take it easy man take it easy yeah i know that's real so dude what do you we always spoke in kind of big picture but what do you feel like it takes to build these helpful friendships these kind of friendships that help you thrive in life as well as in your faith how, how do how does one build that type of friendship That's a <laughs> great question. Um, again, I think off the top of my head, I think I just think about like, I always think back to when I can't answer questions, I always go back to, okay, what did Jesus do in these situations? Um, <laughs> so, so spiritual, you know, I, I think back to what, would, what did I do in the previous? Nita's like, hey, what did Jesus do? That's probably more important. Anyway, amen, go ahead. <laughs> Um, but again, I think all the stuff that we, uh, the top attributes that we want in friendships, I think are things we need to learn to build. So, um, like, okay, what, what does it look like for me to be a safe space for this person? Sure. So not just like a safe space in general, cause you can't really like generalize people. Like what does Remo need to feel safe? And so I think when you want to like build friendships, I think you have to like remove yourself from the center. I think for yeah. that thing to like really last. And so what, like, what makes this person tick? Um, how can I provide that? If I can't provide that, then like ask them, like, mm. you know, I'm not really able to give this to you, but how can I learn to do it for you? What else can I do that will make it feel like I'm giving this to you anyway? Yeah. Um, how can I like actually listen to the person? Cause I think we think like listening is like hearing what people say, but like, mm. how can that person feel like I listen to them? Yeah. Um, think that is a big thing. And then like, how can I be there for them? Like actually there for them, you know? Cause mm. I think that's also a big thing. So I think, yeah, I just, all the stuff that you want from your friendships, mm. um, how can I be a person that like produces those? consistently yeah like Mahatma Gandhi said right if you want to be the change or what did he say? no he didn't say that he said be the change you want to see in the world yeah that's how the, that's how the saying goes yeah <laughs> I was like where is he going with if you want to be the <laughs> change <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I don't know if that's Mahatma Gandhi bro um yeah that's that's it I was like maybe there's more than one bro hey Listen, I'm sure he's got more quotes. I know that's the famous one, but I'm sure there's, if you dig, if you dig in the archives there, find some serious quotes. Um, but yeah, that does make, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I, uh, even as you said that, I thought, I do, I think, because I, I mentioned time and I think that's one of the things I've realized and, and obviously I, I play a role in the ministry and, and there's, you know, friendships that are really my friendships mm-hmm. and the circles that I have to be involved in and, and different things. Um, and I've realized yeah. it's like time, time is one of the greatest gifts you can give someone. Like if I give someone t- my time, which is why I value people who listen to this podcast, uh, you know, because it's a time thing. Like time is, a, is an incredible resource and it's finite. Yeah. Like we, we don't have... Yeah. And we don't have the potential to make any more, right? Like, it's not like, you know, if you yeah. invest money or if you, 
really broke, you could steal a car. I'm not condoning theft. I'm just saying it's possible to make money. Um, but you can't make more time. Uh, you, know, yeah. you, you only get 24 hours. And so for me, I feel like you know, when people really make the effort to create time in their schedule to connect with me, that's the beginnings of a really cool friendship. And I think yeah. it, it, it closely links with your, with your idea of like, just make yourself less. Yeah. Because I'm not a, I'm not a, Bali's a quality time person. I'm not a quality time person. So mm-hmm. when I'm saying time, I'm not saying let's have copious amounts of hours chatting over a cup of coffee. That's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm yeah. just saying even the, the yo, dog, you good text mm-hmm. is, is to me is it, it, it creates, it helps to create a, a connection, a bond uh, that begins what will be, a, I think, a very healthy friendship. So definitely think time and then initiative, you know, people who initiate with you make makes all the difference when you don't feel like you're the only one trying to pour in energy and love and connection into this, into this thing. Yeah, I hear that. I think you're like just caring about each other, bro. And yeah, again, I think it's like, we have to like go back to the basics of like human connection because the world really just, life around us really just like, feels like we are like a downward spiral of yep. negative. Of, <laughs> That's kind of what it feels like. And so I think, but I think these things matter. Mm. And for some reason, it felt like they didn't, they felt like signs of weakness or whatever, or like yeah, not enough, and like uh, not enough ambition or not enough, like, you know, people who care about other people don't have like actual goals or actual things that they want to do for their own life. But I think like, I think it's the stuff that like actually really matters. Mm. Um, and so that's why I think like, which is why I appreciate like friendships as a concept in general so much. The idea that you know, there are other people in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They actually exist out there. <laughs> yeah. And it means something like when you care about them or where you can be there for them or you can be people that other people like appreciate. Um, and not, not like to advance yourself just because. Yep. Yeah. Um, Agreed. And so, yeah, I think that's why you build it. I think even in the church, because I know it can be very easy for church friendships to get transactional as well. Like, how does this person advance me spiritually? And that can be it. Mm. But like, which is not, I I mean, it's not wrong in and of itself, but there's like so much more. Yeah. Like, I think to to just be with each other and walk spiritually together rather than, okay, well, I'm not learning anything from you anymore about Jesus, so deuces. Keep it moving, yeah. Uh, I don't think, like, yeah, I don't think that's, like, exactly fair or, ironically, Jesus, like, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Ironically, he says, can can I mention a pet peeve of mine that you just said? Yeah. And I said, this is not you, this is just, as you said it, I thought, it still drives me up the wall. I really am fighting to stop saying my church friends because mm-hmm. it is the only place. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I, I was in a conversation yesterday and the guy was like, yeah, this friend of mine from work. Well, he's actually a colleague. I was like, you don't have to clarify. Like, yeah. just say your friend. We, we don't mind. We, now, the context <laughs> was he was trying to say he's not a member of our church. That's fine. But like, especially young people, like I see it on, on campus ministry. Yeah, yeah, I've got my, you know, my church friends and then I've got my, 
my friends from school, I've got my varsity friends. I'm like, you are living a segmented life. Yeah. And, and you, like, because people often say it in not necessarily positive lights. I'm like, just say my friend. And then when people want more details, you can explain that, oh, for the context of this conversation, my friend who goes to church, who I go to the same church with, or who I go to church with, or my friend who as is from my church, that's fine. But just in general, like the segmentedness, I don't know, maybe it's just that I'm, I'm getting on a soapbox for no good reason. But it just seems weird to me that I would say, yeah, yeah, no, Lita's my Joburg church friend, and Andre is my Cape Town church friend. Like, no one speaks like that. I just say Lita's my yeah. friend. Jade is my friend. And so, so is Yusri. Yusri is my friend. He's also my friend who happens to be Muslim. Yeah. But he's my friend, regardless. Like, and if he converts to Christianity tomorrow, dude, I'll be ecstatic, don't get me wrong. But yeah. he's my friend. And I feel like maybe the reason why it's such a pet peeve of mine is because I feel like people block out sections of their life. That, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting to the bottom of this. It's because people block out sections of their life and almost have to pretend when they come to church. Yeah. Maybe that's just like from, a, from my ministry perspective, but it's like, oh yeah, I'm changing and I'm converting to becoming like a, a follower of Jesus. And instead of just like bringing my friends along, I then create two worlds. And so I'm yeah. still going to try to be good when I'm with my friends that I used to go drinking and clubbing and smoking with, but I'm going to call them my non-church friends. So people who like at church know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, why don't you just integrate your life and have friends? And your friends all know you're becoming a Christian, a follower of Jesus. And all of your friends can be influenced by that. Those who are in the community and those who are outside of this faith community. Yeah. I think you're onto something. It's, it's, again, I think because we're like, like you said, the whole segmented life. And I also think because the way we're conditioned is like people have to like add something to our lives. And so, so I think we put them in those things. So like, okay, this person adds to my life spiritually. So church friend, this dude ooh. adds to my life academically. So school friend. Yeah. Um, and then like, this guy's like a fun in my life. So party friends, whatever it is. <laughs> sure. um, and so I think we go like that rather than, because I think that's the first thing we think about when we think about friends rather than, yo, I just want to be like with this person, who's my friend. And so regardless mm. of where I am, yeah, I want to kind of like, okay, we're not, we're not partying today. We're at church. So you're still my friend. Mm. Um, which again is what I was touching on when, uh, when I was talking about how even in church where we can just see as, nah, this person, the moment he stops adding to my life, like spiritually, that's it. But then it's, those are like very like thin friendships. Yes. Yeah. People change. Like, you know, how long are you going to work together? Then when he's not like your work friend, then what is he? Yes. Or when he's not your church friend or when he's not whatever category of friend, like then what happens after that? Yeah. Um, and so I think we don't really like, I think once we call them like just friend, it feels like more of a commitment or like yeah. now all of a sudden we have to stop living in a box together and I actually have to make an effort for you to be like a facet of yeah. my life and my I life. be a facet of yours. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll carry on with this, like, because I'm with you and I do think the transaction oftentimes is, is the issue. But I, I think, okay, so one, I'll say this. Not everyone mm-hmm. has to be considered your friend. So I have, yeah. guys, I have guys who, dude, when I was at Virgin Active, we got on like a house on fire. 
had each other's numbers. We were texting each other. We were laughing. We had lunch together, the whole deal. But really, if we're honest, it was a situational relationship. Like, it's because I worked there. Yeah. I'm sure the numbers are still in my phone, but they've never been used post that time. Why? Because that friendship was really based off of, like, this parent scenario. And people can think of, yeah, friends like that in high school. There's guys in high school. Dude, you should kick back. And then you went to varsity and you don't kick back anymore. I'm not saying, I'm not talking against that. What I'm talking against is, because I, I yeah. don't want people to be like, but Rima, what happened to those people? No, those people, I get that. That's a true category. <laughs> what I'm saying is like, when, you, when you're deciding, I want to dig deep and invest. Like, I'm, I'm going all in on this friendship. If you put caveats on it, it allows you, it almost goes back to what you're talking about. It allows you not to have to fully engage, which saves yeah. you. I think that may be what it is. It saves you the pain or the, or the discomfort of whether, and I'm talking whether the friendship breaks up or if the friendship gets deeper. Right? So if I can say these are my church friends, then I yeah. can just put them in that church friend box as opposed to, dude, these are my friends who I do life with. This guy's going to stand at my wedding. He's going to be the godfather to my son. Like, he, like when, yeah. I, when I say he's just my friend, oh, now I'm too deep. And so... Both it could go both ways, but I think if you really want to have friendships that help you to thrive for real, for real, uh, they've really got to be those deep friendships. Which is why there's friends for me, and I can mention his name. Maybe he listens to this. Uh, Heskin, he will always be one of my closest friends. He was the best man at my wedding, but he lives in Australia now. We maybe chat twice or three times a year. But with, yeah. if I'm ever in Australia, bet your bottom dollar I'm going to see Heskin. If he's ever in the country. He hits me up. Now, it doesn't always work out perfectly that we can meet up. Yeah. But there's a depth of friendship there that allows, even our catch-ups are like, dude, safe space, be honest, yeah. growth, growth-centric environment, like super gracious, lots of truth. And then sometimes we have to do two, three hours of catch-up, right? Because we, we don't see each other so long. Yeah. Heskin is not my church friend. Heskin is my friend. Yeah. And yes, we met at church when I was 16, 17 years old. But he's my friend now, 12 years later, and he will always be my friend, regardless of if he goes to Timbuktu, if he decides he wants to join old Musk and go to Mars. Dude, happy for you. You're so my boy. And I think that's the thing that I'm, I'm trying to combat yeah. there. Yeah. And again, I don't know, man, maybe this one's a chat for later on because I feel like we've been. But like when um, I think, again, I, I think like the value of friendship, it just feels like it feels like when we're in it, we get that, okay, this is actually a hugely crucial, important, like, relationship in my life. I say crucial, important, your English. Um, <laughs> but um, I think we don't, in our heads, I think there are, like, other relationships to us that are just more important than friendship. And so I think sometimes it ends up taking, like, a, a backseat to other stuff. And so there are other stuff that we should invest in. Yeah. More than we should invest in the friends we have. Um, I think we think it's like, like you said, time, we don't have a lot of time. So like, who's got time to be like making friends or being there for their friends or mm. like actually like putting in the effort with their friends. And so I think it gets lost and we kind of like half-hearted and we're like, okay, man, like it'll, it'll work. But if it doesn't, it's cool. It's whatever. It um, is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think maybe that's a view that can like change or should mm. change in my opinion. But again, I think it's not like, all our faults i just think i think life has just done a number on us and society has done a number on us as well yeah. and so we need to be sure about the things that we want to go 
like that we're really going to go for. But I think friendship is worth being one of the things that one should really go for. Yeah. Dude, I couldn't agree more. I think that is, you're right, we, we have been riffing for a while. Uh, and I think that's probably the, the sol- a solid ground to land on, that friendships are worth it. There's something worth going after. <laughs> and even if it's just one for right now, like one or two, I, I often tell people, like, I have a really small circle. Uh, my, my, my role in life has led me to know a lot of people and be involved in a lot of circles, but my, I, my personal yeah. circle is really relatively small. And um, so this is not a, you need, you need more friends chat. It's just a, go deep, man. Go deep, go long, go hard yeah. in your friendships because they will help you to thrive in life as well as in your faith. Word. There it is. Thanks, folks. Peace. Thank you for listening. For more thought-provoking conversations, subscribe to the Rima Klale Life and Faith Podcast. Please like, review, and share so that we can continue to help others thrive in their life as well as in their faith.